everybody, and welcome back to another fun-filled episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast, the last of 2020. So the next time you'll be hearing Bob and I again, it will be a new year. Um, Bob, how are you? Oh, I'm peachy. <laughs> um, as always, I'm Chris, and uh, uh, that over there is Bob. Yeah. Uh, before we start, I would like to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. You are Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell, Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, Mark Price, Collaborating Online, Alex Shaw, Seth Comfort, Seth Decker, Andrew Krause, Little Nicky, Robert V. Aldrich, Aaron Moriarty, Carolyn Thompson, Scott R. Curie, and Shaw Hansen Gusted. Today's episode is brought to you by the COVID-19 vaccine. Because I want a much more enjoyable 2021 than what I had in 2020. Oh, yeah. Uh, all of us do. Yeah. Um, so with that, Bob, um, two Batmans? <laughs> oh, Did God. Did I read this correctly? Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, th- I mean, like, technically four, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this? I didn't read other than the headline yeah. because it just made my brain hurt. But, um, yeah, no, this is, they've given, <laughs> uh, they, they, so the New York times, uh, gave some editorial space to, uh, Walter Hamada, who, who is in charge of Warner brothers right now. Um, who, who knows how long that's going to be. Mm. Uh, because he's yes, Warner, uh, Warner Brothers, completely logical company doing things that make sense right yeah, now. Yeah, well, Warner Brothers right now is basically doing what AT and T tells them because AT and T is is running that company. Yes, yeah, uh, and I mean that's what happens when when you're owned by a bigger company. Um, so they've they've just had a certain amount of success with Wonder Woman 1984 being the uh by default kind of the biggest grossing movie of the year i think right now yes uh, with, with you know all of those people pining to get back into theaters i think it's completely safe made six times less than what wonder woman made on its um domestic opening weekend well it's still I mean, a lot of money it's there 17 it's million not- dollars is a lot of money for for a uh, uh for well, a uh, 80, entire wide though, eighty-five mil worldwide, and that's awesome. I mean, good good for them that people are are showing up. I guess yeah, I mean, it's that's it, better than it, the six hundred and eighty thousand dollars that the like second place movie made or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I mean the movie has got awful, but uh, yeah, and that and I haven't watched it yet. Um, so I oh that but disappoints that's me. That but yeah, disappoints so me. So, uh, so they've got this, um, the article in the New York times, which is, is an interview with, uh, Walter Hamada, who's basically trying to clarify, um, Warner Brothers plans for the future of streaming, uh, because as, as we've already discussed, as everyone has discussed ad nauseum, uh, Warner Brothers went and, uh, dumped their entire 2021 catalog, um, of, uh, movies coming out to day and date releases, uh, both in theaters and to HBO max, uh, for streaming and basically made everyone mad. Yeah. Oh yeah. All their directors got mad at them. Uh, a couple of their film partners are going to sue them. 
I guess they've started walking some of it back now. Uh, they said, like, maybe now, okay, maybe Dune will still come out only in theaters because that was slated for October. And uh, of all the things to be, like, hung up on, because no one is going to go see that movie. But, I mean, I, I hate to keep harping on this, but, like, th- this this idea that Dune, of all things, is sitting around waiting to become Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or some combination of the two, if it was going to happen for Dune people, it would have happened. Like, I, I dearly and appreciate Dune and what it means for the science fiction genre, but Dune is not meant to be a giant, like, franchise thing. It, it's, it's just not. I'm sorry. Maybe and, and, if it's, it was, and if it was going to make it into a series... Yeah, it's you know, it's not it had any chance. Yeah. But in any case, so Walter Amadigam is trying to clarify what is going to happen with uh, their streaming plans because everyone got mad at them and then, you know, not a week later Disney came out and made everyone happy as happy as as you can be finding out that basically one studio is going to be in charge of all entertainment forever. <laughs> uh, because you know the 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 theater association got reassured that Black Widow and Jungle Cruise, aka an Avengers movie and a rock movie, are yep. you know both going to stay theatrical exclusive. But also, don't worry about streaming because we're making ten Star Wars shows now, eleven Star Wars shows, and ten Marvel shows. Uh, the the Boba Fett one. Oh yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't announce Book of Boba Fett at uh, at the actual uh, event because the um, season that, finale hadn't happened yet. Yeah, that's how much stuff that uh, that they had to announce was that they had enough Star Wars shows to announce. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, uh, we're we're also doing a Boba Fett show, but we don't even have to bring that up here. We're, we can just leave that for the end of the Mandalorian. We can just leave that to be the second thing that will surprise everyone on the Mandalorian next week. Just, yeah, you know. and, and and the funny thing is, right? If yeah. you had told me, and again, n- now now watching through the Mandalorian and realizing that yes, I want a Boba Fett show really badly now. Yeah. Where before the Mandalorian was announced, I was like, "Fuck no!" If you had told me before, because like right, right when Attack of the Clones came out, that's when all of the like resurgence of, "Hey, we're gonna have this tie-in with Jango Fett." You know what I mean? Ooh, maybe that means Boba Fett didn't die. And then all the, like, you know, we talked about in the last show with everyone. Oh, that means the people that got all excited about the thing with the backstory and the rocket pack are going to finally get what they wanted. And so everybody's like super, you know, angry Star Wars fan friend from 2002 um, that really wanted that Boba Fett thing. Had they announced this in 2002, this would have been the biggest Star Wars news ever. And instead, it's like, we're going to leave that for the stinger at the end of The Mandalorian. And it's like that. You guys have such big cojones now. And not for nothing, such big cojones after kind of botching it with your last movie. Notwithstanding that it made money and people went and saw it. And I still like it as a Star Wars movie. But, you know... After all the discourse with The Last Jedi and that, the fact that, God, this Mandalorian show gained back so so many good graces for them by just being what everybody wanted. You know, we want blatant blatant fan service, the TV show. Can you give that to me? (laughs) And and, and I love it. Um, So so they've got Warner Brothers. 
Yeah, Warner Brothers. Uh, so in this piece in the end, New York Times, he is describing, um, clarifying their forward strategy for the movies. And what he wanted to get across was, no, at this point, we are not planning to continue dumping all of our stuff onto HBO Max. Um, but, uh, I mean, eventually it'll all go there anyway, because it has to come out uh, for home video. Of course. It'll but, be the Disney strategy. Right. But we will have things that are exclusive to theaters, and we will have uh, series that are spun off from that, which debut on the streaming platform. Um, I really think, uh, they didn't say it out loud, but like the assumption that everyone made immediately was, okay, so like the Batgirl movie and the Static Shock movie will probably be the ones that go to HBO Max, which I, I hope that they don't do it that way because that feels shitty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I understand that like, it's not dissimilar from like where Marvel Disney is now where like She-Hulk is on Disney Plus, Miss Marvel is on Disney Plus, Ironheart is Disney Plus. It's it like I hope that they recognize that eventually the optics will be bad if all of the women and minority heroes are the ones that end up on the streaming platforms and then Right. Yeah, right. like yeah, I think that will be like bad, but that's not explicitly been said just yet. The the news that he ended up making other than uh, just kind of casually dropping at this point, which would have been news like three and a half years ago when this first started to be a rumor, just kind of casually finally mentioning, oh, and yeah, by the way, um, that thing that we never actually said out loud, that the Flash movie is a multiverse movie that's going to connect all of the universes together, and there's uh, that rumor about Michael Keaton, yeah, that's happening, Michael Keaton's in the movie, Ben Affleck is in the movie, they're both going to play Batman, and uh, it's uh, it's a multiverse crossover movie that's going to um, un- officially unite the idea that there's a multi, that, that all of these things are happening all at once, and uh, okay, great, and the example that he used for how ambitious they're being about this if you can call this ambitious, is confirming that the Robert Pattinson Batman movie, The Batman, is both is and is not recasting of uh, Batman, the Ben Affleck one, because these are not the Robert Pattinson The Batman is not taking place in the DC Extended Universe. It's its own right. thing. And it's going to be, you know, it, it's off on its own little corner of stuff, just like Joker is, I guess. And yeah, uh, Joker is for now. We haven't heard what they're doing with the freaking sequel yet. Oh God! If they if they end up doing that, um, uh. so um, so the 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 Batman franchise is its own thing, and they will also, rather than just not doing Batman in the other movies they will cast another live-action Batman to be the DCEU Batman who hangs out with Superman and Wonder Woman and everyone else. And uh, there will be two different, at least, running live-action Batman franchises. Because if there's one thing that DC wasn't doing enough of, it was not enough Batman projects. Right, that's exactly why I bring this up. Is and and again, I'm not the, I'm not the you know side of the fan base that's oh Batman is awful. Well, there's a lot of people that are that are that way, and and that's fine. But we've done enough of this. 
you know, it, it, it's Batman. We're at peak even, Batman, right? We're even at peak Batman. Batman. And, and again, I'm excited about the Robert Pattinson Batman movie because it looks different and unique and standalone-ish enough. But it's still just the same old Batman they've been making in terms of tone, as far as I can tell. Yeah, so why do movie. I need more? Like, I'm excited about it being a standalone movie, but it's like, yeah, okay, people would argue, well, why? Well, you're just shitting on DC. Marvel does this shit all the time. It's like, Marvel is attempting to connect all of their shit, even if they're doing it in safe ways a lot of the time. They have a plan-ish, and they're trying to connect it all. DC had an incredible, despite their film side, run of time of doing all this shit with their television shows why are yeah. they doing it again why are they doubling down on writing themselves into the corner that they wrote themselves into by by doubling down on on Zack snyder being the guy to do all this i mean i'm happy like we talked about before that he gets to do his justice league movie but i was kind of hoping that would be the Seal it all up in a nice Tupperware, and if you love it, great. Here's the definitive version of what you love, and if you don't like it, we're going to make more and do something a little different. And that was supposed to be what set them aside from Marvel, is that we can reboot and change and bring a new vision in without it um, hurting the quality of the product. You know, that they, was their whole that was their whole thing. They were the torch they were carrying. You well, know, because because they don't have a plan. And because nothing has yet, uh, I, I mean, I think the like the beginning and ending answer is that they don't have a plan. And because the the Marvel thing hasn't like ended at all yet, they're right. still just like catching up on it. Like, uh, I I think there may have been at one point, uh, even like as recently as like two or three years ago, maybe like someone at Warner Brothers thinking in the back of their minds, you know, at some point the Avengers thing either has to end or hit the wall or both. And right. then we'll be, and then while that is like picking itself up and putting itself back together, we'll sweep out and be the only game in town. And then we will be the comeback for the genre. And that'll come. And it hasn't happened. And right, it so hasn't happened because they, by, by having a plan and being safe, Marvel's quote unquote worst films have still been very serviceable, enjoyable superhero movies. Well, and, and also it's, you know, their, their plan quote unquote is usually just, you know, make these movies one at a time and mention stuff. Uh, I guess that things are going to get a little more pre-planned now because like the show they're like at the presentation, they said up front, by the way, just so we're clear, uh, WandaVision stuff that starts out in WandaVision is going to pay off in Captain Marvel 2 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness. Um, I'm not sure like the way that the Marvel stuff usually works out is that means when a character shows up in those movies later and then re-explains who they are, um, if you like them, you could see where they were before and another. Like, it's not, you, you don't usually have to have seen the previous movie. Yeah, they, they do a very good job of being redundant without being redundant. It, it's interesting. Yeah, like, unless there's a part two in front of something. Like, yes, if you, you should probably see Thor 1 before Thor 2. But other than that, 
not really. Like, you didn't really need to see everyone else's movie before you saw the Avengers. They told you who everyone was. Yeah, yeah, and, and I like that. I even like the way they made fun of that in um, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. With the, each time we redo the origin story, we say it quicker <laughs> until the card just goes, blah, 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 you know. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I love this. <laughs> yeah, like, I think the last, the last three guys kind of all said theirs at the same time, and then it flipped through, it's yeah. like, okay, maybe not that different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved that. Um, and, and so, that some two Batman's at least happening at once because yep. they did such a good job handling Bat. Even Nolan, who is the only person that since Burton has made two serviceable Batman films, couldn't even stick the landing on his own as an auteur. And they think two people with little plan are going to be able to figure this out. I, I just, I don't see it working out. Um, which is kind of a bummer because I like Batman. You know, if they're gonna do this, double down on Superman or double down on you know on on Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Shazam for fuck's sake. I mean, those movies were actually good. Um, yeah. and, and so that brings me. I I haven't seen Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four yet. Um, I wanted to, but I haven't watched it. But as this show is normally done with me having you know children and and all kinds of craziness going on, we'll get back into the the not see party a little bit. But I I watched your review. <laughs> Um, so I, I know I know what your concerns and issues with it were for the most part, and I've heard the big. These are the things that don't work, and you know I'll reserve a bigger analysis on what I thought of it from when I saw it. But you know, we we've we've talked at length about what happened with Rise of Skywalker or what potentially happened. You're never going to have the full story because of the behind the scenes. But this movie was being made back in it was made in 2018. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what? So. Is it suffering from the same, you know, um, like, shit, we need to fix some stuff. The the world outside of us is changing. The way these movies are delivered are changing. Shit, Justice League went to crap, you know, this and that. Or was this just a misstep from, a, um, you know, because I think Patty Jenkins has made some great films. I think she, she, she has, is yeah. the reason the reason the first Wonder Woman works as well as it does seems to be the things that are directly fighting against the tone of, you know, the other movies that it was the first one to break the mold of what the Superman and Batman versus Superman Snyder films or an Aquaman just took that and went, look at us. We're bright and silly. Yay. It's a power Rangers movie. And wonder woman kind of went, yeah, we got to do this stuff at the beginning to let you know, we're still tied into that. And yeah, the last 20 minutes, kind of don't make sense and are kind of silly but the rest of the movie is some really good shit what do you think happened with 84 i don't just from the things i've heard about it that aren't great like i don't know know. is it is it studio meddling and recutting and reshooting is it a story that just wasn't good to start with like what is it i have i i literally have no idea how i i feel like I feel like a like a, a seven car pileup is probably like a good analogy. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. it's I I I think that everything went wrong here, and I'm I'm trying not to because I think that I I can't necessarily conceive of because it feels like they gave when you hear unless. She is 
a fantastic bullshit artist. Like, un unless Patty Jenkins is a better actress than most people who have acted in her movies. It's, mm -hmm. It seems like she is being very sincere when she is right out now up, up front stumping for the movie saying, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, things that are very different about this movie compared to other superhero movies and really other forms of conveying narrative ideas in sequence. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, I think she's being very sincere about that. I, I think that there, it, it feels like, you know, um, that this, uh, the, what was previously the, the Warner brothers ethos of, uh, we have a, a director that delivered a hit. So just let them do what they want. So they won't leave. I feel like they probably did, and yep. uh, at least at one point. So I, I think that like a lot of the almost like a reverse AI situation where you know people like when AI came out for years, uh, you know, like people would be absolutely sure that this and that various like very sentimental uh kind of thing that they didn't like in the movie ai and they say oh well that that's clearly a spielberg thing that's clearly a spielberg thing yeah and, and then looked at the the script page and said oh oh wow actually everything that we think doesn't work in this was actually from kubrick and spielberg just left it in so just i kept it out of respect for his friend yeah, yeah exactly so it was that like the stuff it's like oh wow that whole ending there is like just beat for beat, that's how Kubrick wanted that to and all of this is oh okay, yeah, this is you know, and uh and all and a lot of the darker stuff was actually uh like Spielberg editions, so nobody knows anything. Old axiom. Now, so like I feel like I mean the movie is very and these are the things that I there's a whole lot of stuff that I like about this movie. In like on paper, like if you right. if, if you wrote it down and said, okay, these are the things that we're going to do, like in here, we're going to do this. We're going to have we're going to emphasize, you know, things other than action solutions. Sort of, okay, good, interesting. We're going to be extremely colorful and abstract about our narrative. Good, okay, yep. We're going to embrace being cheesy and campy and silver. Yeah, okay, yep, smart. I like it. This makes sense. And, you know, like just going down a list of very unusual decisions that this makes. And the, the problem with that is that you, you aim big, miss big, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's the way, that's the way it's sounding to me. I just, yeah. you know, not, not having seen it and hearing, you know, all of these things you mentioned, it's like, well, shit, you know, that. If that's entirely, if she's being 100% sincere, and that's why I'm saying, did she make a movie that she was 100% sincere about? And maybe it was, you know, like, okay, this is a good, like, C plus or B minus. And, you know, you tried really hard and, you know, this was just never going to work, but holy shit, good on you. And then the studio came in and tried to, you know, make good on it, which is the way I feel, um, you know, like that third Star Wars movie came about, like where it's a whole lot of people that think they're doing 
something good, but they have an unsolvable problem on their hands. They have a part of your fan base hated your last movie. Sure, are we going to react to that or not? They've got a, well, we started all of these threads in a first movie and brought a guy in to direct it who began those threads who probably never should have been brought in to finish them anyway because he's not good at that, number two. And number three, just a studio that wants to please everybody and you edit all of those things together and you end up with, you know, kind of a wet blanket of a, okay, that was fun while I was watching it, but oh God, what does that mean? Um, but like one thing in particular, you know, and I, I've heard all of the big, like, oh my God, how did this end up in this movie? But if part of the original narrative, cause I mean, the first movie is very, you know, Wonder Woman strong, Wonder Woman, you know, Amazon woman, you know, but still, had the balls for a superhero movie to have kind of a romantic relationship, right? Like that, yeah, that's yeah. something that a lot of the Marvel movies just don't do, you yeah. know? Um, and, you know, I'm sh- there's thousands of thought, you know, things from really negative people about why those are that I don't need to get into. But, you know, in the first movie, her, her and Steve get down, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's part of what happens. And it's a movie yeah. when you put that in the, you know, woman forward kind of way. Yeah. You can look at it as, okay, that kind of detracts from it that she has to be, you know, held down to the sky, but it was the emotional centerpiece. I mean, Captain America, Steve Rogers gets, you know, Agent Carter. Like, that's a big end game thing. Like, he fixes the entire, you know, state of his life and saves everybody, but also gives himself a happy ending where he just gets to be a normal person with this girl that he was in love with. So, can't Wonder Woman get that too? But then I hear about the second movie and it's like the darker thing of, okay, it's a wish rock and it's not really him. And so she's taking advantage of a dude that isn't, and I'm like, this is, does not seem like something that should have made it through someone going, Hey, are you sure this is the story you want to be telling? Well, that's that. I mean, I, I am champing at the bit for the, whoever is going to be the first person who cracks and says, this was not my fault in terms of, of the, the, the story parts of this, because I mean, when, when I say that, I think she made the movie that, that she wanted to make a lot of the things that people are giving this shit for are things that I think that they would have given it shit for anyway. Right. But things that would totally work. Like, yes, this is a wonder woman sequel that is set in the eighties. That is clearly the, like super cartoon everyone showed up and said oh my god guys it's the 80s we better dress for the 80s version of the 80s you know the bad guy looks like donald trump and that's pretty much his character is a guy who is dressed like donald like he doesn't act like donald trump so much he just kind of looks like that because that makes it funny uh, you know, like the the president, uh, Ronald Reagan, the, they, they never even say it's Reagan, but it's clearly supposed to be Reagan is like, you know, addled and distracted. And the threat of nuclear war is, you know, omnipresent. And, you know, it's it's like mu- even more so than the wedding singer, which was an outright comedy levels of it's the 80s, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, Cheetah becomes a cheetah because the thing that keys her into Wonder Woman is that she notices her the, leopard the shoes. And we're supposed to remember this. And this is a whole thing. And it's it's the like it's and the whole plot really does revolve around a magic rock that grants your wishes, and it's a monkey's paw plot, and that's the movie. And it's like this is a two hundred million dollar action movie. 
about a magical wishing rock that grants wishes and the bad guy is going to grant everyone on Earth's wishes to make himself more powerful, which means that this is a dark but not dark, serious, not joking version of the B story from Bruce Almighty. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. But here's the thing. Oh, and also our main character learns that she can fly by just kind of doing it. Just sort of like, oh, that's how planes work. Oh, and and I don't die if I fall from things, so I'm going to try this, and then just kind of does. And, uh, yep, okay, this is that kind of movie. And also the, like, you know, she has a magic lasso that does kind of whatever powers it needs to at any time and swings on the lightning bolts. And it's like, this is a resoundingly ridiculous, silly on pretty much the exact same level as Aquaman movie, but it's also like most of Aquaman is in magical under the sea, Lord of the Rings world. And this is mostly in Washington DC and surrounding areas. And then there's a weird part in Egypt. So yeah, I heard about that too. Yes. So this is a weird, weird thing, but all of the weird stuff, if you done most of it better i think i like at least i would like i can see versions of this where i think it would have been divisive i think there would have been some people that would just have hated it for the fact that it's doing all of this stuff and also not telling jokes about it Oh, right. It's, it's the Thor Ragnarok thing where you, you yeah. get, you get that. And it's, it's the opposite spectrum of that, but it's the Thor Ragnarok thing of Thor one is pretty goddamn self-serious Thor two is something that we can talk about differently, but I don't hate it as much as a lot of people. Thor yeah. Ragnarok is, you know, a straight up situational comedy. That's also yeah. a Thor movie. And that is very divisive for a lot of people. That that for me is, you know, one of the things I like the least about it, even though I love it, you know, because I love it visually and I love, you know, what it does for the character and characters. And I think YTD being able to show that he can jump right into making a movie on that scale is incredible. But some of it feels a bit like an Austin Powers sequel. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. like the way the jokes are set up, not a problem, but just yeah. that's, you put that next to, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and there's a reason why I like one of those more than the others, and why I think my favorite Marvel movies are the ones that blend the serious with the comedy the most. But that yeah, being said, this, this that thing- being said, everything you just told me about Wonder Woman eighty four on its own, coupled with the visuals I've seen, with it makes me go, yes, I want to see this movie. That sounds awesome, and it kind of reminds me of the Joel Schumacher Batman thing where it's like you have an auteur director who, you know, we, no one can deny Schumacher has made some freaking home runs in his career. You know what I mean? But his whole visual style that he went from was a complete and utter transpose of what Burton was going for. Burton went for like really dark, very Gothic and Schumacher went with this, weird neo-futurist bright and strange thing and also like a drag show and also 
with tilted Dutch camera angles and the humor of the original Adam West show, which if someone said to me, we're going to go with like Adam West show jokes for a Batman movie and just go for it. I would be like, yes, let's do that. And then you see it played out and go, oh no, oh no, this doesn't work. Uh Oh, like, you know, and, and, I, and that's what it's sounding like to me. Like someone went on paper. This seems like a cool idea. Let's go with, like 1980s superhero TV show, you know, kind of things going on with people not really getting killed when they get hit and, you know, all this stuff and silly effects and very bright and very winky, like Stranger Things 1980s stuff. And then you go, oh, yeah, you forgot to make a movie. Uh oh. Yeah, it does <laughs> have that. In a, and it has, I mean, I, I also think that unfortunately, like a lot of, like, there's the, there's the issue of, you're asking a lot of this to be carried by Gal Gadot, who I, I don't think she's a bad actress necessarily. I do think she's kind of a limited instrument. Let's put well, it that way. It, it was and, the, the same thing we said about Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa needed, Jason Momoa's got a lot of charisma, but yeah, yeah. he doesn't have what The Rock has. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he, he Jason, Momoa, Jason Momoa needed the entirety of the ridiculousness of Aquaman around him to live in. And his character just bounced off of that really well. Well, I, and I, I hate to use a fish metaphor, but it turned out that Jason Momoa's like star power was basically like that of a goldfish. He kind of grew yeah, to the yeah, side yeah. environment. You know, they yes. were kept, they kept putting him in. Okay. You're here in, in game of Thrones. You're not going to speak any English dialogue for the most part. And you're going to growl and you're going to stab people. And then he was big enough in that. And then they put him in a shitty Conan movie and he was serviceable. All right. Cause the movie was serviceable. And then they put him in Aquaman and uh, where the mo- where the edict on the movie was, okay, you know what? Go nuts. And then uh, the edict on him he was, nuts. you know what, go, go nuts. And he suddenly showed up like, uh, like a slightly broier version of the, like, I, like if, if I'd never seen him in anything other than Aquaman, I would have come out of Aquaman going, holy shit. Who is that guy? That guy is a fucking movie star. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, like, and I think, you know, I understand why, uh, I mean, how can you not understand uh, why, uh, why, you know, all of Hollywood took, you know, one look at, uh, Gal Gadot in the, the Wonder Woman armor and whatnot and said, oh yeah, this, this, this works, this'll work. Uh, and, uh, I and just it, feel and like the, she, first, she, the first movie put her in situations that utilized her, her abilities really well. And I don't mean that of, oh yeah, so they put her in scenes where she looked hot. No, that's not what I mean. She was fantastic in the first movie. She was good. In what they put in the situations they put her in. Yeah. And when you, you know, for, for example, with anybody, you know, if, if a person isn't being the strength of the scene or the strength of the movie, you need to make sure you utilize them properly. And if you don't know how to do that, they're going to look really out of place. Yeah. In this, in this one, she doesn't have a team of six people taking her to places and explaining what's going on. And it, uh, you kind of feel it. Like, uh, I don't oh, think they should have nice. brought, I, I don't think they should have brought Chris Pine back in the way they did, but I understand why they felt that they needed, uh, someone else to be in every scene with her 
to pro- to to like provide the you know show more than one emotion have more than one facial expression at a time she is really really good at action stuff and you know hitting her marks and you know she re- you know when when they let her uh basically like be like a like a, a, a silent heroine uh through scenes like she sells the shit out of the the basically the pose and fight aspect of this and that sounds derisive but it's not that's hard to do you know that's Ben usually Affleck, the part that's usually the part that people suck at yeah that's, that's when yeah, it really like, comes down there, like, to there it. Are, like it took a it took some, the, it took most of the marvel guys you know a couple times through to get like to exactly where they need to be and she came and they were like seasoned actors she came out of fucking nowhere and you know is like an instant good at this actress in this one she's still good at that i mean i'm looking at this stuff and i'm thinking you know what you pose in front of the green screen with someone off screen telling you okay you're you know flipping backwards through clouds because you just figured out that you can do that for some reason make it do this stupid thing and make it look like this is not the dumbest thing in the world happening to you that's not easy to do you know like sean connery by the the last two bond movies he was in could not uh successfully not register how how stupid he thought everything going on around him was and he was a pretty decent actor most of the time you know uh the contempt for uh you know, being in bad movies drips off of people like Harrison Ford and whatnot. So she's very good at that. Handing her paragraphs worth of dialogue is, I think, and this might've been mean, but I think I said in the review that a part of the problem with the movie is that it kind of approaches narrative the same way that Gal Gadot approaches. I did, I did kind of wince at that when I heard it in your review. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, but it, <clears throat> excuse me. It, it, it I mean, it, it just, it felt appropriate. And I don't mean it necessarily as itself because one of the reasons that she works in this casting is, you know, she speaks like she looks. She so attractive. You're not sure she could be human. And you that's know? kind of the character. Do you know it's what I mean? They're supposed to be... What I loved about um, what they did with the Amazonians in, in the first movie is they had them all kind of speak in, you know, even seasoned actors that you know, like, in an accent that sounded like they were uncommon with English and they were speaking that way to, like, to be able to speak to this Englishman who just showed up. You know what I mean? Every Everyone do an everyone do an impression of Gal Gadot's. Uh, I mean, she she but has I, a very heavy Israeli that. accent, but it's it's also a very a un, her cadence is unique, even apart from that. So it's it's and it look it's interesting and it works. Like, but you, you don't give them Shakespeare to read, and that's that's a mistake. Maybe, though, I, I mean, they're they're gonna make her be Cleopatra. In, in about a year or so. So 
because I some, just I, I think it's a great idea. I, I think you know p- people that are looking at this this conversation is is negative. This is the studio and the people making the movies. You got to utilize your actor properly. Right. Yeah. And and it's I think if she were a stronger lead presence, I think that would would help it. I wouldn't save it, but it would help it. And I think that if it just feels like the I I'm I am very supportive of everything this is trying to do on an aesthetic artistic level, but it's failing <laughs> at, at all of it. it. It's, it's like, it was like, wow, they, like you very impressively got that motorcycle off that ramp and you very nearly made it across that Canyon. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Bad things happen when you only get halfway across the canyon. And, and, this, and this brings yeah. me to an important point that came up with the discourse in this and, and why I wanted to talk about it, even though I haven't seen it. Because, you know, I could completely agree with everything you're saying or not. I don't know yet. Um, it sounds like I probably will just from reading how, oh, yeah, that that sounds like that didn't work. Oh, no. But one, how quickly... The entire world is willing to jump on everyone involved in this and, and you know, the females I- involved in this yeah, for making a movie bad. that's accepted as not being very good. Mm. And that to me is, is disgusting because like not for nothing, Jenkins got the right to make this movie by making a movie in the DCEU up to that point that didn't suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what what's worrying me now is this is helping fuel the fire of the negative side, not the positive side. There's people that I think deserve this Snyder cut of justice league because they actually like the movies he made and that's fine. But the negative side of that are going, you know, Snyder was involved in, you know, wonder woman. So maybe he was the one that secretly, you know, poltergeist did it like Spielberg and made Patty Jenkins understand how to make a good movie. I'm already hearing all of yeah, this. Yeah. That was and, that was inevitable, and it and, and it's and it's ugh. it sucks because yeah. my favorite director of all time, uh, you know, and this is cheesy, but it's it's Steven Spielberg has made some fucking clunkers. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I and again, so you know, you make a superhero movie that's awesome. You make another superhero movie, you swing for the fences, and it doesn't work in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, whatever, but. What does this say now? Oh, I mean, is it like Amazing Spider-Man two levels of oh, oh God? No, or is it just, or is it just? Ah, uh, no, you, I could see what you were going for, and it didn't work. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. If only because I think that this whole like period is just kind of a write-off at this point. Yeah. Okay. I, I follow you there. So, so then, I, what is it? So, I, so what it? Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I also think that part of the reason that it's not good is, I mean, the aesthetic stuff being weird, I think that this was going to be divisive and get kind of what the hell is this reactions from people just because it's as unusual as it is. Yep. And I think that the only difference is that if the stuff that's the big swing had like connected 
you would have people possibly like myself. I might have ended up liking it, you know, other critics and whatnot coming out, coming to bat for it. And, you know, it would be this. It, and I think that this would be like a Last Jedi thing, you know, where half of the Internet is saying, you know, this is this is stupid. Why is this going on? Why did they go to a casino planet? What's why does this girl? Have <laughs> you know, and the other half is going, well, there's these things called themes and narratives and aesthetic. And, you know, like there would be like there's a I can picture the version of everything that doesn't work in this movie working and it's awesome it's and just that, that's, that's exactly okay yeah. I, and, and I feel I feel that I feel that a lot and so that yeah. that's good news because that brings me to my next question is what does it say and again this is all speculation this is all white guys that have podcasts too um <laughs> But, you know, it, it's just speculation. But what do you think it says for the um, the prospects of Patty Jenkins' um, Star Wars movie? Because oh, that's, I, I think that's fine. Because, and, and I only mean because, it, it, you know, before this movie came out, and again, I didn't know about the, you know, reshoots and the other stuff going on that I heard from your review and I started reading about Wonder Woman 84. But to me, Wonder Woman 84 looked like a freaking home run. Just the trailers yeah. made me really yeah. happy. It looked awesome. And, you know, people still seem to generally like it. It kind of has the reaction I'm getting from people seeing it as kind of like a a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. You know, they're going, yeah, it's fine. I like it. Sure. But that seems to be the best reaction it's getting out of people. No one's going, holy shit, this was amazing. Give me more of this. Like like we got out of some things. But, you know, the, the discourse, the things we like to look at is, you know, Jenkins was very vocally, you know, left Disney over a Marvel movie, right? And made yeah. the Wonder Woman movie instead. And like in a James Gunn situation, you know, is back working for Disney. And Pedro Pascal was in this and, you know, is the Mandalorian, right? So, yeah. you know, you start looking around and go, was it, like you said, is Jenkins just a good enough actor that this was a complete soured by bad production company and behind the scenes shits stuff because you know her very nice things are you know i probably wouldn't come back and do another one of these unless i was guaranteed a big screen release and it's like that's you putting your you know line in the sand of saying hey you know i'm i'm a director and my movies should be seen in a movie theater and that's fine good on you for taking that stance but is there some echo in that that's oh no but the real st- story is fuck if i ever work with warner brothers again i mean they i mean they they signed her this morning for wonder woman 3 with gal gadot okay i didn't know that yeah um so so that i I mean that's that's what a podcast that's what doing a podcast um (laughs) in real time is all about no great and i'm leaving that in there because i'm stupid and you guys get to hear me be stupid you're not stupid it's 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 no but i mean that's in answer to your question they already re-signed her for it because it's making money anyway, and I think that they're just going to... I mean, you know, whether she stays on, who knows? You know, uh, because they also had... You know, they had good reviews out the gate because... I well, mean, that's what happens when you can pick and choose and gets to see your movie. There's also that, yeah. Um, I... My, ver- my sense is... And again, I don't know this to be a fact because no one knows this to be a fact. I think that a lot of other problems with this that cause the the narrative at like the 
there's the movie is weird is like there's a lot of movies that are weird but like the fact that it's also it just doesn't make sense like on a wait why did that happen why are they doing that why are they going here like there's a point there's a point at which you there are so many like questions that uh, that that it raises that you just kind of like it shuts off and you're just kind of tired of of watching it because it's yeah, like oh, right. this doesn't make sense why are we doing this i don't it it's uh, and th- this is one of those and the plot isn't that complicated it's about a magic wishing rock but there's a lot of subplots that don't go anywhere things that come up and then aren't resolved characters who are seem to be important and i mean even if you don't recognize their names from dc comic stuff but you can just tell wait a minute this person seems important they have too distinctive a hairstyle or like there's the like this this is clearly somebody I, I should right. be paying attention to this and then it doesn't go anywhere or there's a plot point where it's like, you know, like the economy of language and character in movies where if someone like, you know, Chekhov's everything, you know, where if someone, <laughs> if, if someone says, you know, piece of plot information about this character, this is going to come up again, you know, and then it right. doesn't. And you realize, wait a minute, why was I keeping that in the back of my head? Now I've got like, I've, I've, I've got like an unspent round in the chamber, you know, and that's annoying. And, and it, it, like, there's a lot of, of that business and, and a lot of like rules changing and unclear rules as to how the magic stuff is supposed to work or who's supposed to be what and where and why and when and how they're getting from point A to point B. And it really feels like. This has been rewritten and reshot and recut and changed a bunch of times. And I can't, I want to know, like, the question of whether or not this has been changed a bunch is, like, in, you can just see it all over the movie. Like, I, I can point, I like, I, I don't want to spoil a plot point of movie, like, you haven't seen it, maybe you haven't seen it. But, like, there's the question of, it, it's a thing that you can only have the one wish. So, like, there's right. like, Oh, don't, 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 don't wish, don't, don't, like, he, like, there's a point where one of the guys tells someone not to wish for something, and they sort of, like, do anyway, and it's a, like, it seems like an important thing, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's gonna come back later, like, that's a, that's an important character saying an important thing, it feels, and it's phrased in such a way, because this is how monkey's paw stories work, that, that has to pay off in some kind of Oh, that's what that was gonna mean later on, and it never does, right? So, so then it's that kind of thing. I, I want to know what caused this stuff to to happen, and some of it, I suspect, feels like at one point there was supposed to be a bunch, or at least you know more than one loading the bases for the other movies things in here. Right. And that's what I'm surprised. I'm not hearing anything of. It's like somebody went and said clean slate. Well, why? (laughs) Yeah. And I also, 
I mean, like uh, the Magic Wishing Rock, for example, apparently there was a screenplay draft of this that was around at one point that it was the uh, the Ruby from Sandman when they were like when when they were on track to make Sandman and it was going to be uh, like a thread, which, okay, that's a choice, but like it's something. Uh, right. You know, it's the main the main thing is the business which is which just gets weirder and weirder with the the whole thing of Chris Pine's character coming back because it's so like so you're aware that that the idea of this is that is that he is it it's the Patrick Swayze Whoopi Goldberg ghost thing yes where, that's exactly what i was aware of and that yeah. that eggs me out just reading it yeah, so it's, it's and it's very weird because the idea is at least as presented in the movie that he has been wished back into, uh, to, to life. Uh, but he's sort of possessing this other random guy. We don't know why it's this guy. And then, uh, like eventually, you know, like the, 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 the way we find out that the, the bad wish rock thing works is, you make a wish, and like uh, the monkey's pot thing usually goes, either it goes away, either <clears throat> it goes wrong somehow, and also it takes something from you that is of value in exchange, but you don't know what it is. Which seems like a weird thing, because it's not like in the incantation or anything. Right. It's it's, it's, it's not like, like it's not like Ursula taking your voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like you don't agree to this. It's it's like a it's like a trick. It's it's literally that the it's like written on the other side of the rock and you can't see it until the rock isn't there anymore. Right. So it and it's like these are the things that make me think, okay, this was clearly a rewrite because this was supposed to work a different way at some point and they had to change it. So yeah. but Eventually, the idea is that because she has uh, made this wish and Steve has come back to life in this way, um, she is lo- she has lost a percentage of her power. Not all of them, because she can still do some of them. But like, she's no longer bulletproof, and she can uh-huh. and she can lose a fist fight to Cheetah. Basically, like like she can still fly around and whip the lasso around and beat the shit out of people but also like bullets uh, will hurt her now everyone's gotta have their kryptonite right 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 so right so that works so basically the idea is that we're just doing the arc from the end of the first movie again so towards the end like it's like okay i have to go off and fight the bad guy but the only way to to make but if i defeat the bad guy um it'll make steve go away and also, if I, because apparently you can make this go away just by saying, I don't want this wish anymore. And, and that like makes it go like, that's it. Again, right. seems like a, this seems like a, a, a rewrite because literally all she has to do is say, I relinquish my wish and then it's done. Right. Yeah. So like this, this feels like a, like, I'm not crazy. This feels like they rewrote. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically the, to go off and fight the bad guy and win she and get her, her special powers all the way back up to normal. She has to wish him away at no point. 
does it like the like the big this this is the 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 moral complication of the whole thing is that she's trying to find a there no there must be another way and I'm thinking neither one of you seem to be, <coughs> to be concerned about the guy your body snatching yeah right this this has remember that friggin um oh uh, god movie with Chris Pratt and um and what's her name oh on the spaceship yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it, it feels, passengers. It feels a lot like yeah. that, where it's like somebody wrote, and like, this will be clever, but then you're like, you literally have a guy character sense, sentencing another character's, like, body to die with him so he won't be alone. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. that is, this is, this that's is, evil. That's vile. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, like, this is, pr- like, you can, it's arguable that both of your main protagonists are rapists in this movie. <laughs> And I don't yeah. mean to, and I don't mean to laugh like they're like there, but it's like that. That was, I mean, it it's it's arguable that that's the that that's going on here. And I don't know that they thought through the implications of this, but also, if the whole point is like if the thing that you're hanging it on is she has to wish she has to say no to the wish, and then that's going to make him go away. Why does this need to be the mechanism in the first place? Like right. it's an, and and also they give the guy a characterization. Like there's another actor who plays the guy that Chris Pratt that Chris Pine is supposed to be, so that we can see the changeover. So that he, when he looks in the mirror, we see the other guy, and then like we see him again later on, so that we can acknowledge. Oh, okay, all right. This is this is a thing. All right. It worked uh, out. Yay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like he's not like dead or something. Is right. is is the implication. The uh it feels like at one point they were going to acknowledge this that like what that they that maybe they weren't going to know right away that that this had caught that this had been this. Like right, they, and that that's the way you write that. That yeah. should be a that should be a you kissed your sister Luke you know, type reveal, you know, of guess what (laughs) should be the moral conundrum of the story, you know, that, uh, oh, um, yeah, no, I can't, I can't actually do this. It would be wrong to, to steal this person's life to, to fix my situation. But like it, and it feels like they wrote it that way and then realized that, oh, wait, if we acknowledge that they're aware of this, that makes it worse. So we'd better just not bring it up and hope the audience doesn't notice. Mm. And, it, and it also feels like maybe at one point this was supp- the, like the act, like the, the character was supposed to be somebody like Like he was going to say, by the way, my name's Hal Jordan, Air Force of Ohio or something. You know what I mean? Yes. Because Chris Pine was, uh, I, I think at some point people like wanted him to come back and play Hal Jordan. Uh, and like people thought that was going to be a thing. Makes and, sense. And it's, it's just, it's been this whole big thing. Like, I don't know if that was going to be the case, but it feels like that was supposed to be a, a thing. Like they even give the guy, uh, they don't give him a name, but at one point there's like an, uh, a piece of dialogue that's like actually spoken by the characters. It's not an ADR fix where one of them says, well, we know he's an engineer and, uh, and like, and I'm like, okay, so this was supposed to be somebody, uh, like there's an actor playing Simon stag, the bad guy from the metamorpho comics, uh, that stays in, it goes nowhere. 
Oh. You know, there's all this. It feels like there was like other stuff in here, and that because the DC extended universe is in this constant state of flux, and now they've had to wait two years, they've been recutting and moving things around. So I really want to know, like, did Patty Jenkins say yes to every single one of these decisions, or at a certain point? did she bail and start making deals to make a star Wars movie and this, and, and she's a very good actress going on junket and saying, yeah, this is exactly the movie I wanted to make. This worked out, uh, bring on the next one. Here we go. And everyone's just kind of hoping that, uh, this becomes, just taking a mulligan for uh for covid you know that that the second right, wonder right. woman being a disaster is just uh just another weird thing that happened during uh during the pandemic but it's and then they can just write it out write it into obscurity with flashpoint or something like that yeah but it is it's so i'm i'm it really kind of bothers me that something so weird is so not good because i would rather these things be weird <laughs> i mean like you you, you the dc movies kind of have to be weird or they just can't be well that's what i loved about aquaman as aquaman yeah. was weird as hell and actually good it's not great yeah but it's I'm, but yeah. it's a goddamn blast you yeah, know like, what I mean? i'm still not sure if aquaman is actually a good movie but i like it yes aquaman is you know aquaman is literally a two and a half hour long saturday morning cartoon and i am very okay with that you know yeah. what i mean yeah i um, like i like when the a villain shows up uh, on the beach to give the c villain a water gun that shoots lasers when it's outside of water because, and it blows up an Island and then he takes the other water gun and turns it into a suit and then goes to fight Aquaman and then immediately loses that fight. Yeah. It's just, it, the movie had the balls <laughs> to look silly when it needed to, but it was such expensive silly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they spent so much money making it look silly. And I love that about it. Yeah. Like, that entire that entire movie, I'm I'm very glad that it. Uh, ev even if I didn't like it, I would have been glad that it made money because all I could think while watching even the first like twenty minutes of it was, you know, the poor producers and everyone else sitting in the theater next to like getting, the getting the dailies. No, even getting the dailies of oh no, <laughs> just sitting. Sitting there with the executives from the company who are only about the bottom line, just looking at how much money is up there on screen and looking at them and going, you know, like watching Willem Dafoe talk to an army of lava crabs two and a half hours into this movie and uh, just how, how, how much did we spend on this? How, how, <laughs> no, no, no. I want to know how much money did we spend? Spend on this and uh and just be okay okay and and who who's the star that we're hanging this on uh-huh uh-huh okay all right the, the 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 guy with the abs from game of thrones who doesn't doesn't speak okay okay this yeah all right okay 
Like, just even getting to, like, a qu- like it's finally a quiet scene of uh, you're just people walking around a market and, you know, like, uh, it goes on for just a little bit and cut to Amber Heard, like, eating a rose. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah okay okay this is a you know like it's it's been uh we've had an action scene then we're out on the water and then it's alien for like uh 10 minutes yeah and uh just like yeah at uh how how much how much did this cost us a lot this is this is poor like patrick wilson like you know we- wearing uh like a metal any scene any scene with Patrick Wilson, I would love seeing in front of an executive and them going, oh, no. Because he, Wilson looks one, like, I've never seen a person turn around on camera in such a silly getup, in such a silly scene as we see him the first time, and 100% own it. Like, Wilson is just like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. let's do this. They, like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah they one hundred percent gave him the they gave him the helmet and said, "Okay, Patrick, yeah, do your line." And he got there. He's like, "Call me Ocean Master." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, yeah. yes, I will call you Ocean Master. <laughs> Let's do this." Yeah, like you know, you know, next scene cut to cut to Dolph Lundgren and Willem Dafoe enter riding shark. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> under, I want to see the scorner. To have a conversation about fish politics that they both already understand for our benefit. It's as such a wonderful movie. As you know, King, we must unite the four crowns of the seven kingdoms to bring it under control so that you can declare yourself Ocean Master and claim the trident of power. And I'm thinking... That man has several Academy Award nominations. Yep. And the other one is a chemical engineer and a road scholar. And you know what? I bet you they wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, no, they, 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 they both look like they're having a, a really good time. You God, know, that movie is wonderful. Yeah. And, and so, and that leads me to believe why, you know, or leads me to say, just give me more of that you know yeah. if every if every dc movie was as silly as aquaman and then some of them were as silly but oddly dark and serious but well done as shazam just let that be the tone of the two ways they do dc movies i'd be happy all day long because shazam was so wonderful i would watch any superhero movie with the tone of shazam yeah you like- know of 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 all of the DC delays and whatnot, the thing that I'm most annoyed about is the fact that like they were not able to immediately make another Shazam because like those kids are not going to stay young forever. No, they're not, and that that movie was so wonderful. It it really is. It 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 really is. It's that special. Was, like I almost yeah. want that to be compartmentalized and not have any connection with the DCEU just because it's so damn good, you know, yeah. like it, yeah. but it's, it's good. And I, I want, I want to see them do more. And, uh, you know, the, the director is still committed. So, uh, you know, the, the rock has been signed to, to make uh, black Adam before they've made any other movies in this franchise. Uh, so I'm, I mean, he'll do that eventually. I'm sure good when, for him. He, when he, when he gets on it. And, uh, I mean, that should be fun. They may have another Superman sooner than later. Who knows? I don't think Henry Cable's coming back. I know people, he's, oh no, he'll come back. I know he did reshoots for the Snyder cut 
and maybe if like a bunch of people's dreams come true and they will do more Snyder verse movies for it, maybe he'll do that. I don't know. I don't. I would. Him. I would watch another Cavill as Superman movie if only just to give me him as Superman with a good script. Because I really like him as Superman, and they give him nothing to do. I mean, the guy they the guy that cast him in the first place was J.J. Abrams, who, when he was pecking around uh, Superman for a hot minute, was he was the one who looked at him in the first place. And apparently, they want him to at least give them another treatment. Abrams? Yeah, they want Abrams to to give them another Superman treatment. I don't a know. Smart- of start of something or a finish of something that's the key i have no i i i have no idea what i have no idea because the most because like as of now the most recent dc movies that connect to this in any way are the batman movie that lives in its own universe the wonder woman movie that takes place in 1984 and also like wished a bunch of stuff into and out of existence in 1984, so they can probably just say whatever the hell they want. And uh, a Flash movie that's going to retcon everything into a bunch of different universes. So, I have, uh, I have no idea. Interesting. I have no, like, I... I have no idea what they're going to do, but like the the Flashpoint, the Flash movie is apparently Flashpoint, and it is going to have the multiple Batman, and it's going to have like Michael Keaton Batman and Ben Affleck Batman, not Robert Pattinson Batman. I really hope that the Robert Pattinson Batman thing being in its own universe is not just an excuse for him to fight uh, the 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 other Joker. That's what I'm really worried about. And if that other I Joker feel like it other, is, if that other Joker shows up in this movie, I'm going to be bullshit because I like the person making the film. <laughs> I like Robert Pattinson. I think both of them working together is a good thing, and I'd like to see that Batman movie work out. And if if I see Joaquin Phoenix as Joker show up, I'm going to be bullshit. Yeah, because. I- because, and again, notwithstanding, I like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and I don't like that movie. And so I just want to see yeah. it go away. I just yeah, want to see it go away. <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, for, for about uh, three or between three and five years in the comics, they had three Jokers running around. Yeah. And, and did a whole thing. So I don't. I in in the New York Times interview that we started out talking about Walter Hamada talking about how you know we're going to use the Flash movie to introduce mainstream audiences to the D, to DC's long-standing concept of the multiverse and my you know my head could not help fill in yes the DC multiverse a thing that was eventually so confusing and damaging to the way that we arranged the uh, the continuity of our comics that we spent an entire year-long miniseries writing it out of existence and literally everything we've done about it since then has only made everything worse more confusing and has tanked all of our sales again and again and again to the point that no one reads anything we publish yeah, it's going to work out perfect. Yeah, I, mean, I can't I can't believe how not good they are 
at uh, at at running this stuff and if they really feel that they need another live action batman i don't understand what is stopping them from just saying make a show and put it on hbo max like the, i would watch a, ba- a batman show is something i'd get excited for a mandalorian style batman yeah. show yeah like the, i'd the, be fine with that yeah the number one like problem thing with the whole batman run of stuff is that they keep they've they've decided that he needs to live in the realm of blockbuster movies but the stuff that people keep saying that they want out of Batman, which is we want to see more of the rogues gallery and the villains, and we want him to do, uh, you know, like grounded crime level detective stuff. The solution to that is to make an hour long Batman series that has like 15 episodes for a season and just pack every episode with, and in this one, he solves a Riddler crime. And in this one, a Penguin crime. And this one's a Catwoman one. And then there's an arc that runs through it that has the leading shots. literally... They literally could, and I I would rather have them do something new, but they literally could just bring in, you know, a a group of up-and-coming directors, a la The Mandalorian, and have them live-action Batman the Animated Series and call it a a fucking day. Yeah. It would be glorious. Yeah, and, and also that would get people to buy HBO Max. Yeah, it would. It would. Yeah, like, they, like, I, I don't, it blows my mind that that so far, like you want to have uh, okay, we'll have two different continuities of uh, Batman, and we'll do a different. Well, thing. What what people want is another Batman TV show, is what people really want. Yeah, I like I don't. Uh, it's it blows my mind that they haven't done it. You know, like hire a showrunner, get like uh, like Drew Goddard uh, from uh, like uh, who did uh, that was the showrunner on Daredevil. I don't know what he's yeah. doing. Oh, but uh, I mean, they could. You know, like announce that the the showrunner of Daredevil is going to do the Batman TV show for uh, Warner. Like people would go nuts for that. You wouldn't have to spend a bunch of money. You could set it in the universe, and then when you do like your Justice League movies, then you can cross Batman over and do and say, "Oh, guys, hey, I'm also here. I'm Batman. You know, I do this because I'm Batman." And, uh, and then he goes back and lives on his TV show that doesn't need to be a giant blockbuster movie thing because he dresses up as a bat and punches people. Well, and Batman works in that format really well because a lot of the character's development is in his actions and the rogues gallery and how he interacts with them. And you just can't, like, that's where the, the Nolan movies and everything has trouble is it's like, you know, you, you get, Batman Begins and Batman Begins has an awesome arc and then you get The Dark Knight and that movie has an awesome arc and then you get this third one which tries to tie it together and end it and it's like no you don't need to do that Batman can just be episodic just like make more Batman it doesn't need this mythos and on running story and you don't need to redo his origin every fucking time just give us Batman showing up and doing stuff they actually made the Alfred show that they joked about making in the Teen Titans movie. Yes, they did. Like they like Pennyworth is a real show. I feel like I need to say that out loud again because like it's on a network that I I feel like people just aren't watching this and don't don't like care. But like no, that wasn't a joke. They really did make a an entire show about Batman's butler 
And it's like, you know, y- you could just make bat. <laughs> like, if, if you need to do this, you could just do this. And it's. And, and they went ahead and did Gotham instead. It's like, just make Batman. They're going to do Gotham again. They're, they're going to do a Gotham spun off from the, the, the Batman with uh, with Jeffrey Wright, which okay, I'll I'll watch. I mean, I like Jeffrey. Yeah, Wright. I watch Jeffrey Wright in anything, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that, that's actually really good casting. So I'm like I'm good on that. It's extremely yeah. it's, it's good casting. It's very good. I like it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. It's it feels, and they keep doing this, and they keep uh, like they have. DC has so many things that I think could be giant hits that they're not like making anything out of and it uh like it it blow it i keep i don't mean to be like a broken record but it really does blow a little bit of my mind that like every they keep hitting on this uh, issue of uh you know everyone loves uh, loves uh, watchmen and everyone thought uh, Rorschach was was cool but Rorschach wasn't wasn't actually cool and that's the missing the point of watchmen okay you own the question you also own the original version of this character people yeah, would yeah. watch people would watch that show it's a really cool looking character you know it has a you know it's it's just a you know faceless guy in a coat and a hat you know and he punches people and disappears and he's kind of a prick about it. People, yeah. people would watch and enjoy it. That's that's a whole thing. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are are sitting right the hell there. Do you, do you know Booster Gold? Are you aware? Of, are, are yes. You, yeah. We, you know, we we. I didn't know about it till you told me about it. But yes. For people who don't know, Booster Gold is a guy who is a random dumb asshole from the future who comes back to the past to on the premise of well shit i know what's going to happen so i can use that plus future technology to be a superhero and good plan except he's a dumbass so you know he kind of usually yeah i'm gonna stop all of the oh shit Yeah, that that's that sort of it. Like he's he's an ex football player working as a security guard, basically. So he he's earnest and sincere about things, but he's um he's he's a dumbass, and it feels like you know like that's just waiting for the right actor to slip into that role and just go. It's like oh yeah okay yeah right, reverse Marty McFly, but he's you know also uh you know shitty Superman. Or like uh, you know, like a like a star like a, a Star Lord esque sort of guy, like but turned inside out, right? That that kind of thing. They could do. Uh, I mean, they've done a lot of this business on like uh, Legends of Tomorrow has uh, has gotten a lot of mileage out of these guys. I mean, I can't I can't totally fault uh, like Warner Brothers on this because they let Legends of Tomorrow on the air, which is just awesome, batshit nuts. Uh, it's like, even when that show is like the dumbest thing, it's doing it right and having fun with it. I just, I don't know why they haven't let that tone bleed through because they did the TV stuff so right in the approach. It it had that Aquaman like thing to it where it's just like, this is dumb. Like, let's go, (laughs) you know? And I, 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 I know that, like, I mean, the clip everyone has seen from Legends of Tomorrow is the thing with the gorilla, 
uh, yes. uh, att- attacking young Obama in college, which is like, yes, it's, I mean, you, you, I mean, you probably saw that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great show. Barack Obama. <laughs> it will almost be an honor to kill you. It's it, okay. That's like, it's on the one hand, it's like the dumbest thing you've ever seen, but you remember you saw it. Right. You know, you, you remember it, it's, and it, it, it's fun. And you know they're they did they did go ahead with uh, the the new Superman show, so that's going to happen, and that's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean it's coming, out, and it's uh, um, I mean they haven't shown any footage of it yet or anything, but uh, it looks uh, it looks good. Uh, I mean, I really liked uh, I really like Tyler Hoechlin as Superman. I think he's actually really good in the part. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that he's like big screen. I don't know that his, not that he's not a big screen actor, because uh, he was in uh, Everybody Wants Some, which you still have to watch, by the way, if you haven't. No, I did. It's fantastic. Isn't that um, great? Yeah, it's really good. And I, and I wish Dad was still here. He would eat oh, that movie Jesus. up. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. That movie was great. That was that was really something else. God, Link, Link, Link Ladder is quite a thing, huh? He is. He really... He really <laughs> yeah, but that guy's he's a good actor, and he's very good at... Well, playing superman and he's uh i want to see this show i think uh i feel like people like Joe's like why are you making a show about uh superman superman being a dad and i'm and i'm thinking there's a lot of people that are going to watch this trust i know we need we need that show yeah um it's very and again i think superman is another thing that i really like as an episodic television i just like seeing superman do more things and, yeah. and i think I think that's what really comes into it is some of these characters we haven't seen on screen enough. Mm-hmm. So like Wonder Wonder Woman getting a giant big screen debut was like a big fucking deal, right? Like is yeah. you know, uh, but you know Superman Batman, you know we've we've beat this thing to death. Let the characters breathe a little bit and have yeah. like more episodic things to do cuz Superman Superman makes for television really well. And again, back when, you know, we had, you know, Lois and Clark before, you know, we realized that Dean Cain sucks, you know, <laughs> that was a, that was a good version of, you know, what Superman can be on TV. So I want more shit like that. Give me more of that. You know, yeah. that, um, it really is a shame that the, that like the only, uh, not, not white person to play Superman was an asshole. Oh, he just sucks. It doesn't take away from the fact that I still like that show, but he, you know, the show, the show, the show was fun. (laughs) And I'm like, in, in retrospect, it is kind of cool that they cast uh, a, you know, a a biracial Asian man to play Superman. That's kind of cool. And like that, like good on them in the nineties. He's a dick. That's also unfortunate. Yeah. He's a total dick. And so is Kevin Sorbo. Um, and both of them were on Supergirl. Yeah, and ev- everyone sucks except for Lucy Lawless, who should yeah. just replace all of the shitty people in all of these shows. <laughs> no, I, I, every, everyone else on those shows, uh, on the Hercules shows, was pretty cool. It's oh, just no, I'm, I'm talking about now. Like, like, like imagine, imagine um, Lucy Lawless replacing Gina Carano, and that being amazing. Yeah, that would be a thing. <laughs> but that, any, that... Any, anywho, though, you know, obviously, uh, you know, things got weird it's a shame wonder woman 1984 from the sounds of things isn't what it could have been um but you know hey 2020 is over bob yeah you you say that but uh 
I'm trying to be is, positive. Is, 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 is it really? Have you have you seen like the there's like the the meme of uh, of of the clock of the uh, the calendar rolling over to December thirty second? Oh fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> that is how it's going to feel. But but I, what I wanted to say was, you know, we got a whole 2021 of of content creation ahead of us, and oh, yeah. you know, to leave things in a positive, I want to say that we're we're going to try to be here for you guys and give you on our own and together um, stuff to look forward to. That's, yep. that's, you know, to try to make this thing positive and hopefully we'll have uh, plenty more awesome movies and stuff to look forward to. And we'll be able to tell you about theatrical experiences with films again someday um, when it's safe. I, I loved the change of the big picture to the big screen, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's, thank a, you very much. that's a fun little, uh, little, um, oh, kind of wink. Of, I, I also love that all of the tenant ads show people watching it on their phone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there is also that. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, but that just makes me so happy. I love um, anytime I hear someone talking about Tenet, and I still haven't watched it yet. So, because I like Chris Nolan, I'll 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 watch it. Um, I have an aversion to want to see it just because of how he acted, but I love the. Uh, <laughs> did you watch it with the subtitles? Muffled speaking <laughs> is all the subtitles <laughs> say for most of the movie, and I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God. Anyway, um anything else, Bob? It's uh we gotta do another one of these soon, but I also have to work during the yeah, day. No, so uh, uh, I mean there's not uh not a hell of a lot else to report, unfortunately. Uh so uh yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's on, what's going on. Onward to twenty twenty one and hopefully we're not recording another one of these on December thirty second, twenty twenty. Yeah. And, you know, the president just signed that $600 stimulus bill that he was against. But, you know, I make too much money to get it, and I really don't care um, because that's just bullshit. So, woo! Fuck everything. Anyway, um, as always, this has been Chris. I'm Bob. Thank you for coming along with us on the tangent, and we'll see you in 2021. Yeah, hey.